Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Now a second down and 15 from their own 32. Ball on the left. Hash Bucks working from our left to right. Chris Godwin in motion again to the right. Brady takes a gun snap. Quick throw near side. It's picked off. Janoris Jenkins. 15, 10, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown. Janoris Jenkins. Pick six. First down and 10 outside the 10 of the Dolphin 11. Burkhead now to the backfield in motion left. Newton fakes to him. Rolls to the right. Cam's going to run it to the 10. Outside to the 5. Newton to the pylon. Got Touchdown. It. Yeah. Patriots. His second in his New England debut. That's a man right there, boy. The new world order in the NFL has begun. Tom Brady is throwing pick sixes for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They can change quarterbacks, but they can't stop turning the ball over, PK. Three of them, and they get beat in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, they put a really good team to start the season. They did. Uh, and I thought, aside from the turnovers, if you can say things like that, that they competed down in and down out. But man, they, did. they tried hard. The big, the big play <laughs> bit them. That pick six, the look on Brady's face, he's like, "Yeah, now we're in trouble." Twenty-four-seven <laughs> in the third quarter, we're in trouble. Well, yeah, that was a big one. So I mean, there's plenty of time to overcome it, uh, but it was a rocky debut for him, and all eyes, or many eyes, are on him certainly because he's a prolific player and he's older now. And it's a new team. There's really been nothing like this. I mean, maybe Joe Montana uh, changing teams to yeah. be that prolific. A bunch of Far. quarterbacks have changed. I, but I don't think he was that pro- prolific. Okay, his Super Bowl. But champ. There, there's a bunch of quarterbacks yeah. who've done well, it. Philip Rivers this year. It's not but, that unusual. But Philip Rivers isn't a Super Bowl champion. No. You know, so. but not to the level of Tom Brady. Right. I mean, no one. No, no one. it's to the level of Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, I Joe Montana would be the best because yeah. he's sitting on four Super Bowls. Right. Uh, Elway, you know, two Super Bowls didn't change, and Bradshaw didn't change. And Manning did, but he was more of a handoff did. dude. Uh, so all eyes were on him, and they stumbled. Uh, plenty of time to recoup. I, mean, I thought it was a great day of NFL football, though. The uh, the game, the other game you heard there was Miami and New England, and the Patriots win. That was a uh, pretty uh, close to the vest. Let Miami beat themselves, and they did. Fitzpatrick threw f- three interceptions, and uh, Cam Newton ran for a couple touchdowns, and they went twenty-one to eleven. Oh, well, Miami's holding on until two is ready. Yeah, so nobody cares until two is ready. But the games you're talking about, uh, some quarterbacks put on a show. Russell Wilson was really good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was really good. Both those teams won, Seattle and Green Bay. Both those guys are really good. Yeah. And they didn't need preseason games. They just came out and lit it up. And then I also was uh, listening to a a Vegas station driving over this morning. We're at Hidden Valley for the fundraiser for Solid Community College that we do every year. And uh, listen to a Vegas uh, odds, basically, thing. And they were talking about uh, how the offenses, uh, the overs uh, were 8-2 and two or something. And, and the points were much higher. And they were talking about, well, if you don't have fans, who might be the most benefited by it? And they were saying offense. So it makes sense. And if you didn't have time to get together and have preseason games, all that type of stuff... So we'll see if it's a trend. Is it was it a one-off? We'll know in the coming weeks. All right. Anybody else uh, catch your eye? Anybody else uh, stun, shock, and amaze you? I thought the Niners losing. 
a little surprising that yeah. Arizona went in there and got them. I thought that Philly uh, blowing that lead and losing to Washington was a little surprising. Uh, to a degree, but Philly's not all that anyway. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Where's the Niners? We expect them to contend. I, I think we do. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a superstar. We knew that. My sister was all fired up as a Cardinals fan. The Niners that have called it a revenge day. tour, so you guarantee that they could believe they can. That was a repeat. hell of a debut, and she uppercased hell. <laughs> she, was, she was all sorts of fired up. <laughs> How'd you like the uh, NFL ticket? You got it this year for the first time. They offered it to you, so you try to stem well, you, the flow of cord cutters. First week, you get it for free anyway. Right. So I've had it. Oh, you've year. had the first week. Yeah, for every year. I've had so it did you pick up week. any games that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise? Because obviously... The Tampa Bay game was on national TV on Fox. Well, the second uh, set of games, I was in the, in the fourth quarter. I was flicking back between the Saints and Bucks and the Cardinals and Niners. Yeah. So, as you said, one was on Fox and one was on the ticket. So I was just going back. The morning stuff or the earlier stuff, it was all red zone stuff. Just which I get it every first. They always give you the free preview, but I'm too cheap to buy it. But they've given it to me. We had other issues that we called, and so they gave it to say, "Do you want the direct? Uh, do you want the Sunday ticket? Sure, we can make you happy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, what it was. If yeah. it's free, it's me. Because we've been subscribers for well over twenty years. DJ and PL, I should mention uh, Monday Night Football, the doubleheader tonight, the Week One doubleheader. They started doing this about a decade ago, I guess. Maybe I'm fine a with more. It. Yeah, so it'll be uh, Steelers and Giants tonight in the first game. And then the Broncos play in the yeah. second game against the Titans, who were awesome at the end of last year. They were, they were. Flash in the pan or the real deal? Well, they have to prove that they're the real deal. We've seen teams get hot, uh, so I don't think they'll fall off the map, but will they be as good? Not the Browns. The Browns sucked. <laughs> I mean, and Baker Mayfield's putting out a statement of what he's going to do on the anthem. You know what, what's crazy is you hear, we don't want distractions. We don't want distractions. We don't want distractions. And then you make a distraction. Well, I know this is politically incorrect to mention this other stuff. Because if, if you do, you're a racist if you're not for it. And you'll ruin people's day, which we'll get to uh, here. But you put out a statement on Saturday, what you're going to do for the National Anthem. How about you win a game before you start thinking people give a you-know-what, what you do for the National Anthem? I don't get it. We can't have distractions, and we get the Clippers blowing double-digit leads and Doc Rivers preaching to us, but you can't... This seems like this is a distraction, and I guess it's a worthy distraction, fine, but you keep hearing from coaches and players and management, no distractions, and you see these teams that aren't very good. Is it a distraction? Well, it leaves open the possibility of it anyway. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. And the handoff will happen to midfield, and that will do it. It had never happened before, and there were some people who wondered if it would ever happen. But it happened today in Ames, Iowa, Louisiana, on the road, takes a top 25 team to the woodshed. Your final score, Cajuns 31, and Iowa State 14 College football gets underway, at least for uh, the Big 12. And it didn't start all that well, PK. They had uh, three teams go down to defeat Iowa State, probably the biggest surprise. Kansas State. Kansas, I don't think you can be shocked if Kansas struggles. Texas Tech escaping right at the end. What, Houston Baptist? Holy freak. Texas Tech <laughs> almost going down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Texas Tech right at the end. They had two-point conversion. I told you ASU was a ball club. You scoffed at me last week. Arkansas State ASU. <laughs> you did poo-poo them. I did. I watched a good portion of that game. Same and here. And then 
uh, San Antonio versus Texas State. I, I'm sitting at home. I went golfing Saturday for a little bit. Came back, turned that thing on. I'm texting Yaki, watching this, and of course he was. And uh, they have uh, Texas State, which Paul Goldschmidt went there. That's the only thing I know about it. <laughs> and they had a big punt return and with a minute to go to tie the game. Then the kid misses the extra point. And then it goes into overtime, and he misses a field goal. Uh, so watching those games. And then uh, Kansas and Coastal Carolina, practically uh, one in the morning. Who's our guy? What's his name? Tim Brando? He was yes. calling that game. Tim Brando, yeah. And he kept making jokes about how late it was because it was way late because at least he wasn't on our side of the country. He's in the central time right. zone. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Was a, not, a, not a great, great day, but it was a good enough day. The big dogs at the top of the Big 12 were uh, just fine. Texas 59-3 over UTEP, and Oklahoma blew out Missouri State 48 to nothing. So I guess if the middle and the bottom of the conference struggles, eh, it's not good, but probably doesn't matter at the end of the day anyway. Well, I think that the, a lot of those conferences, that's the way they are. Yeah, I agree. And we've been and, saying that for years, whereas the Pac-12, there's not a ton of separation. A lot. We saw that last year. With, with Oregon going to Tempe and losing in the next to last week of the season, which cost them a spot in the final. Yeah. No, Iowa State, probably the fourth, maybe the fifth, probably the fourth best team in that uh, league. That was, so that's why that was People have been picking them to win it. With Oklahoma, Oklahoma having a new quarterback. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, I thought were higher in the preseason poll. But you're right. I mean, they're ranked. That's why it's the yeah. It's the big upset in that I league. don't want Oklahoma or Iowa State to, oh, Iowa State to win. Notre Dame undefeated in conference play all time. The reason why I don't want Iowa State and Oklahoma is they both have uh, Arizona quarterbacks. So I'm against them. <laughs> Do you literally have every Arizona quarterback? No, I the, couldn't. I, I, there'd there's be too, too many. many. Too many. You don't know them all. Let's see. Uh, SC, uh, Oregon, Iowa State, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, that's too many. You're all excited. You're chiding me on uh, Twitter about they got some four-star kid from yeah. Timbuktu. Big get. You're ne- <laughs> You're never going to be what you want to be until you can get kids from home. That's the reality of it. And there it is. Yeah. Can't make a living out of state. And they got 21 commitments, and they've got one from in-state whose father played there. Deed, uh, with BYU and uh, Army. Oh, we don't have our own BYU category? Do we have our own BYU category? We can't get into anything out here, Yak. We're flying blind. No Dude, if you want to, hold on. <laughs> Hashtag BYU. Go ahead. BYU and Army called off BYU positive tests. So, great game, great time slot. Everybody's excited. Now it's not happening, and Army's AD is out on Twitter casting about to see if anybody wants a game this weekend because they were excited about being on CBS and playing at 130 and getting all that exposure, and they're 2-0, and and they're ranked. So maybe he can, maybe he can find a game out there. Disappointment for the Cougars, PK. Oh, massive disappointment. Yep. Absolutely big-time disappointment. And this, uh, I'm told there was three kids on the traveling squad. Uh, Three positives from our traveling squad. Nobody that even plays. Uh, And So they have to quarantine now the people who are around them on the traveling squad? I guess, yeah. yeah. Kalani will speak today at noon. And Contact Tom Tracy. Is, is a hermit. He doesn't speak. Uh, but, and, yeah, so I don't know how all that works. Uh, I've, honestly, I'm not pe- paying big-time attention. Uh, but they're going to try to reschedule. They're going to plan on playing Troy. 
and governmental agencies got involved. It wasn't a BYU thing. And some people think, well, that there's some folks who don't want them to play. Now, you can believe what you can want to believe, and you can get all upset at me if you want. I don't really care, but uh, I'm just telling you so what So is it county health or state health department uh, or governor? I think, yeah, I think it's um, everybody all the way to the top. Uh. All right, BYU will now it'll be another week until they play Troy in the home opener. But that game's now about two weeks off with the bye this weekend, and then Army come out. So, All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Just went cold. Went cold in that third quarter. That's, that's, that's it. Uh, we kept getting to the paint, uh, passing the ball, got a little stagnant, and just couldn't, couldn't make shots. Got a little stagnant, couldn't make shots. The Denver Nuggets and the L.A. Clippers, a tale of two halves. The Nuggets doing what they do, getting way down, down 19 early in the third quarter, and they won that game easily, PK. There was no drama in the final two or three minutes. They were just busy pulling away. Jokic was throwing in shots, off, fading away off the wrong foot. He's amazing. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Turnaround in the post, three-pointer. It didn't matter. He's hitting them all. Jamal Murray got crushed, and then got back up and finished the game. He was very efficient. It was like 9 of 13 or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and so the Nuggets, who were down 3-1, are now back to 3-3 after a 111-98 win. Yeah, the Nuggets, this I think is their fourth series in a row going back to last year. That's gone seven games. And they had double-digit deficits in the second half of so the last two games and won them both. Uh, and so, to me, they have a really good chance. This would be incredible. This, is a, this would be the ultimate Clipper choke. Clippers have never been to the conference finals, and this would this would be a big time gag. At least the Jazz had an excuse without Bogey, but we're also seeing Gary Harris. You know he was very good yesterday too, so we know that the Nuggets they, they were missing they, they were had missing him. an yeah. excuse too, but yeah. it kind of evened out a little bit. And you can argue, well, Bogey is a little bit better, but anyway, that doesn't matter now. Or the point being, the Clippers have no excuse, and if they don't win this, this is a massive choke. How will Larry the Laker handle this? <laughs> well, as long as the Lakers win, he'll go and the Clippers it. lose. I mean, he'll, yeah. this will be Christmas Day all over again. That would be the best. To go up 3-1 and then gag like this. But they haven't, they haven't gagged yet. They're on their way to gagging. Uh, we'll see what the Nuggets bring. But Jokic has just been... To me, it's not a coming out party because we follow him. He's in the division with the Jazz. Well, He's like, in the conference. It's like we said, they, nationally. They, they've been the, the two seed and the three seed the last two years. But it was just kind of, I don't know, it was weakened or softened. I don't know what the right word is. Because it kind of felt like, you know, you're on the weak side of the bracket and you played two seven-game series and you were seeded to get to the conference final last year and you didn't do it. This year, way more impressive. And just the fact they're backing it up with another good year. I, and now... I've been thinking they're really good as it is. If they wipe out two 3-1 deficits, how much do we write off to the bubble, though? Oh, would you have done this if you'd had to do doesn't it? doesn't matter. Win on the road. Uh, if but you, you didn't get to win at home. queen hat, she'd be king, so it doesn't matter. Who cares? Game 7, Tuesday night. And the Lakers, we were talking about the Lakers had to get done so that they didn't give the Clippers too much rest. And now the Lakers are the one who are all rested up and waiting. An emotional game seven. The Lakers will be fine if it goes overtime. Wear yourselves out, guys. Oh, We're I mean, waiting. I would think the Lakers would be fine no matter what, no matter who wins, no matter how it plays out, whatever, because they're playing very, very well right now. 
in a good place. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 3-1 pitch on the way. A swing and a ground ball toward the middle. Baez has it. Throws to first. Alec Mills has just pitched a no-hitter. A no-hitter for Cubs right-hander Alec Mills. A ground ball to Baez. A routine play. The Cubs are mobbing the young right-hander on the mound. Jumping up and down. What a great moment for Alec Mills. As the Cubs win the ball game 12 to nothing. You got to persevere, PK. Alec Mills gets the no-hitter, gets his first complete game for the Cubs. And his college baseball, he played at Tennessee Martin, and he was a walk-on. You are pretty far down the food chain when you are a walk-on at Tennessee Martin. And yet here he is in the bigs. Here he is starting, and here he is throwing a no-hitter. Well, it always, I don't know what the word is, just baffles, intrigues, fascinates me. We see this every year. Some no-name dude throws a no-hitter. I mean, it's like you look at some of these names of guys who throw no-hitters. What? (laughs) Where'd this guy come from? And you said, and I actually looked it up to see yesterday, where'd he come from? (laughs) I mean, I knew he'd been on the staff, and I'd been aware of him, so I knew his name. uh, But his his ERA is a five, (laughs) and so you're not expecting him. No one throws a complete game now anyway, unless it's in this situation, basically. So, yeah, somebody can get hot. On any given day. And lucky, possibly. You, you never know. You know. The ball just finds somebody's glove, and you never know what's going to happen, and, and so he gets the no-no. And you don't allow the blooper. You know? Well, I don't Not, know if you allow it. Right. But it you, doesn't that, happen. It breaks up the no-hitter. Right, but I don't know that you can disallow uh, disallow it. Disallow it. <laughs> it's one of the fluky things about no-nos. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Some CNI single or something. Right. So he gets through there. The uh, the countdown is on to the playoffs now. Does it feel? Is it is it too soon? You look at no. the standings. You can't believe. No, we're, I mean, we're, we're in a playoff race. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's two weeks to go. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, it's time. And they they announced uh, what was it on Friday? All the we were talking about how they're going to have the bubble thing. Mm-hmm. The player player the association Nash, has to approve yeah. it, but they put the sites up there right. and all that uh, stuff. National League is going to go to Texas, yeah. and the American yeah. League is going to go to Southern California. Yeah, I think the World Series is going to be in the new stadium in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that uh, by sending them to Texas, it removes the chance that anybody will end up in the home park. Yeah, when I think when the when the sites came out with uh, San Diego and LA, everybody's looking to the Dodgers and possibly the Padres too. But they'll fix that. They'll send the National League to Uh, Texas. I don't know that there's anything to fix. Last year, there's no crowd. Well, last year they had crowds, and the the road team won every game in the World Series, seven in a row. I don't think it matters. But do whatever you want. And so it makes sense to do that to minimize the opportunity for an outbreak so you don't have your postseason delayed. That would when, not be good. When every TV game is worth so much. Yeah. It makes sense to do it. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. That was brutal, PK. I'd been telling you the previous two games, the scoreline, yeah, the score didn't really, it didn't really tell the story of the game. You know, the team that uh, when RSL lost to Minnesota, it wasn't really that bad. And when they won against LAFC, LAFC wasn't that bad either. This, they were really that bad. It just, they couldn't create chances, couldn't string five passes together. They got dominated by Colorado. They very lethargic. I was flicking back and forth. Uh, and then I eventually just gave up. Yeah. I would get that. Mm-hmm. 
two nothing at the half, and then they came out and there were two quick goals in the first ten minutes, and that was the end of that. So now they get a week off. They've been playing uh, midweek uh, the last couple of weeks, so they don't play again until the weekend. And Vancouver will come in, and Vancouver's terrible. So Vancouver's sitting in the last place. They got to get a W against the Canucks. It's not the Canucks, but that's okay. Isn't everything in Vancouver the Canucks? <laughs> no. Oh. The hockey team is the Canucks. It's like the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, the St. Louis, Louis Cardinals, the, Louis the New York Giants, and the New York Giants back in the day. Way back, but yeah. 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 No, it's the Whitecaps, PK. Oh, okay. All right, next Saturday night, they'll be home. DJ and PK, that is what is trending. It is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. We, of course, are going to talk a lot of football on Football Friday. And they figure, Coach Mack, we saw BYU take it to Navy. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I was so impressed with the offensive line. I mean, those guys, it was classic. That offensive line, that's a good crew. Those guys are well-coached, well-taught. They're not just big, slow guys. These guys are good players. And they understand the concept of what they're being taught. The running backs obviously knew how to hit the creases. And Wilson was very good. Because the run game was so good, it opened up the passing game. He could take what you want because they're just stoning them in the run game. The Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. All right, we're broadcasting live this morning. We're at Hidden Valley Country Club. Uh, Gail Miller with the uh, Leadership Cup here. It's to benefit Salt Lake Community College. Raise money for scholarships. And uh, because of that, I'm getting the spinning wheel here as I try to get into Facebook and get the comments, PK. But there's a story over the weekend about uh, Quinn Snyder. It's in the Salt Lake Tribune. It's in the Quinn, uh, about Quinn Snyder and who he donates money to. Uh, for political elections, and this caused a little bit of a stir. You and I both saw it on, on uh, online before uh, before we got uh, we got to see it in print. Uh, ton of comments on this. You brought it brought it up on TV a little bit. Quinn donating to uh, Burgess Owens five hundred dollars, and he did it on two different occasions. But Burgess Owens is uh, anti-Black Lives Matter, and Quinn Snyder with some really strong statements down in the bubble in Florida, working with the players, working with a uh, committee of coaches for social justice issues. And a question in the morning, Quinn Snyder donates money to a Republican candidate for Congress. Is this worthy of a news article? And uh, Colton, no. It's just a story for attention. If it's a Democratic candidate, it wouldn't even be mentioned on a bathroom wall. <laughs> Wow! I knew where he was going until I knew where he was going until right at the end, and then right at the end, I still do that. That's, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, got an education as a little four H at the Delmar Fair. Like, I was yeah. at. Uh, I lived in Babbitt Hall my uh, second year in Northern Arizona. And guys would graffiti on the bathroom stalls. We had door uh, second floor, and there was a bathroom at each level, and. Uh, You'd go in there, and those guys would write stories on the on the in the stalls. That's what I always think of bathroom graffiti. <laughs> so that was out of left field a little bit there. 
Steve says, who cares? No person will stand with a candidate on every issue unless they're the candidate themselves. He's just stirring the pot because he has nothing to write and has to get paid. Plus, look at the outlet he works for. There's a reason the Tribune struggles, and if KSL is not careful, they will start to struggle too. Okay, so you better be careful. Exactly. The laws. <laughs> well, I think the down. newspaper industry is struggling. I don't know that I would call it particularly to the watchdog. That, that I, seems a little unfair. I think that, number one, and number two, even if the if you assume you know the Tribune's really slanted and it only appeals to liberal politics, you know there've never been more people in Utah, so there's a couple hundred thousand people who are voting for Democrats, and it's still only forty percent of the vote. And not many statewide office, two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. Put my like house that. up for sale. So <laughs> if you look at Senate campaigns and I don't campaigns for governors, so there's plenty <laughs> of people there for the the Tribune, even if that's the only section they appeal to. It's like what it's what you said the. The uh, the newspaper industry as a whole, they, they're just not delivering the news quickly enough. No, the what this the format. Yeah, it's, has it's become outdated. Right, it's yeah. it's too big a lag time. Right. But I'm with him on the first part of it. Who Which no is, no person will stand with a candidate on every issue unless they are the candidate or themselves. Or maybe the spouse. Maybe the spouse. <laughs> not, not always, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I but it not, it just goes to the point that there's uh, there's depending on what's important to you, there's five or fifteen or fifty important issues out there. So the, I think the gist of the story was, well, is this hypocritical? And without knowing why he donated or what he knew when he donated, because he donated many months ago, and maybe he didn't know, I don't know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't know Burgess Owens' views of uh, Black Lives Matter at that point. Um, yeah, And there's still a bunch of other reasons to donate, so which one was the one that triggered him to donate because they'd met and had some level of a personal relationship? I don't know. It's a multi-layered issue here. It's not clear-cut specific. I don't, it's, it's complex. There's a lot of different things here. Uh, first of all, who's the bull? As Charles Barkley would say. Uh, Quinn Snyder can donate to whoever he wants to donate. I mean, I don't think anybody can deny that. I mean, he has the right to do whatever he sees fit with his money politically. If he, want, if he doesn't want to donate, that's fine, too. Whatever he wants to do, he didn't know anybody, anybody, an explanation. But I, I think in this in in this case, the story, you know, in the Tribune, and I worked there for 14 years, and Joe Baird is a sports editor, and I have the utmost respect for Joe Baird. He's a seasoned journalist, and I have the highest regard for Joe Baird as a sports editor. So I want to make that just as clear as I could possibly make it. Uh, I trust him implicitly, if that's a word. It sounds fancy. It does. Uh it is. But that, that's my highest regard for Joe, personal relationship with him. So as far as the story goes, you know, the person who wrote it, the problem I have is uh, you can't divorce yourself from your public past uh, statements. Statements, thank you. Yeah, because I wrote, we had Jason Whitlock on weeks ago now, noted national media guy, and he does not support, he's an African American. He does not support the Black Lives Matter organization. And I would think if you go back and listen to that interview, it would be yeah. even stronger than that. Yeah. And he has yeah. the right. So, what I did, and I write a piece, and we publish it on our website, and we publish it on KSL, and I write a piece quoting him because I thought, well, this is a, presenting another viewpoint. And the person who wrote the story for the Tribune put out, well, this ruined my day. And so you clearly are aligned over here, and then you're drawing inferences 
on what Quinn Snyder must do. Like, this doesn't uh, support Black Lives Matter. And so he said that, well, Quinn was sympathizing with them, with the black players and the black movement, so now he doesn't support that. You're drawing inferences there that we don't know that are there. And what's the point? And the writer clearly has a bias against folks who don't support Black Lives Matter because they ruined his day. By his own, no one forced him to say that, right? So perception's reality here. So you have a connection to Black Lives Matter. You support it, which is fine. You support it. That's what you want to do. You support it. I've got no problem with it. But let somebody else who doesn't support it have a say, but no, then you got you ruin your day, and the story got taken down. We know this is these are all facts here. Yeah. We know all this stuff here. Uh, it's all on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> people are tracking it. Yeah. Uh, Don here posts. Remember PK's article on Jason Whitlock, which KSL and 1280 both removed because we only allow one side of the debate. This was Andy Larson's reaction. Don't tell me he doesn't have an agenda. He appears to have an issue with black men who have opinions which differ from his. So the perception perception reality is whether the young man and I don't know what his feeling. What what have you? He, he's entitled to his feelings. He can have in his opinions. I've got no problem with any of that. But the perception is that by he, having him do the story, that he is trying to embarrass Quinn. You can't run from that because you think that anybody who is against that Black Lives Matter movement or organization, it which ruins are, your day. Which I know from talking to people, well, some of whom work in the jazz organization, some of whom do not. Not everyone views those as the same two things. There right. are people who feel um, very much in favor and supportive of the issue, uh, yeah. but not the organization. There, right. Not everyone draws a distinction there, but there are people who do draw a distinction there. And Well, I have a friend of mine who posted on Instagram, I can't understand they have a sign, All, Black Ma- All Lives Matter, and, and their yard, and they have... and. This person can't understand how people can't differentiate between the movement and the organization. Right. Well, my thought on that is, okay, so they don't understand you, which by definition means you you don't don't understand understand them. them. Well, welcome to politics. Uh, Kyle says, and I think this goes back to the point that, you know, as the media continues to evolve and change, a lot of the interview sessions are... um, either broadcast live or even if they're not live or broadcast completely. So you hear the question and the answer and the interaction back and forth. Kyle writes, it doesn't surprise me from Andy Larson. He had his feelings hurt by Snyder during Snyder's first or second year, if I remember correctly. He's stirring the pot. So a couple things about that. One, uh, for reasons that aren't exactly clear to me, Quinn was really hard on Andy early on. And he didn't like his questions, and he didn't have any patience with him. And I didn't bother to ask either one of them, but I was standing right there for a bunch of the sessions, the ones at home. I don't travel. Uh, Andy, Andy was uh, KSL at that point. I think he was traveling some of the time. And when he went to the trip, he traveled all the time. But something happened there. I don't know if it was just time or if uh, they had some talk, but I thought that a lot of that stopped and that the relationship was better. So I don't view this as personal. Andy tweeted out. Um, that he was assigned the story. So go, So to get back to Joe Baird, the sports editor, who I don't know as well as you, but I, I know him and like him and you know, think he's done a good job for a long time, I was surprised Andy was assigned the story, taking Andy at face value, you know, that he was assigned the story. I was surprised because this story 
is at least as much political as it is sports that this didn't get passed off to Robert Gerke or to a general assignment news reporter. I was, I'm surprised the beat guy ended up writing this because clearly this could, I don't know that it will, but clearly this could have long-term implications for Andy covering the team. Now, Andy's getting off on the whole data thing, so that may be, I kind of expect where that's, you know, that's probably where his career will go anyway, so maybe it won't matter. But that, that surprised me that he was the guy writing that story. Why? But I don't, I don't think it's personal because they didn't get along early on. But you're right, Kyle. They didn't get along early on. I, I mean, have no knowledge of that. Yeah, I, I know you don't. But I was standing right there, and, man, Quentin, Quentin likes some of Andy's questions. And That's you could part tell. of the business. I've got yeah. – yeah, I mean, I've, I've had plenty but it of was, questions that they don't like. I know. But, but it was I, more to – I respect to, the uh, guy who asked the question. But it was more no to Andy what. than it was everybody else. At, uh, at that yeah, point. I'd have to not evaluate the questions. I, I can't, I'm not going to make a value. He's got a tough job. Okay. I and it, I respect yeah. his tough job. And so he has to ask tough questions. And sometimes the coach or the player doesn't like the tough question. That's as old as the business. So I'm not going to slight him on that stuff whatsoever. Rob says, I think it's kind of funny myself. Isn't there some journalistic creed that states the reporter shouldn't become part of the story? Well, in this case, the reporter and or news organization became much bigger. Than the original well, story. That's, yeah, in my day, and I'm an old fuddy-duddy, I guess now, you would you would not be voicing your opinion where it ruined your day. Someone just saying, I don't support the Black Lives Matter, that ruined you. If it, in my day as a journalist, if it ruined my day, I told my wife and that was it. I didn't go on Twitter and broadcast it to the world. That is, one single person has... Uh, an African-American, no less, who doesn't support the Black Lives Matter organization fully ruins your day. Man. Ryan says, as long as I've been watching sports, never have I seen a news article about what political party a coach of any sport at any level donated to. A short-winded answer would be no. Right. I think it was whether you meant it to be designed this way, that's not up to you. Once you publish something, you don't get to decide it takes on a what life other people decide it about ta- it. It takes on a life of its own. Yeah. But we've seen this with other stuff. Didn't Tom Brady wear like a MAGA hat or something? Or something about Trump? He has contributed to Trump's campaign. It's yeah. been reported on. So, Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's the world in which we live in. If you yeah. stand for the national anthem, you're an outlier. <laughs> and that's news. Jonathan Isaac, uh, the uh, dude from, was it Orlando? Is that, is he play Correct, the Orlando Magic, you know, yeah. You know, he stood and didn't wear the shirt, and it was just huge news. Huh? That's what what goes as news these days? I mean, that's sort of out there, that that's what, that's what we have as news. But nevertheless, that's the way it works. So you can't control the perception of the story, and the perception of the story among many people is that it was written to make Quinn look bad and look like a hypocrite. And wait a second, he doesn't support Black Lives Matter and so you're not going to get free agents here, and blah, 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 blah. And so you can, you can have an opinion. You can just bash. I'm looking at you, Popovich. And you can bash and call the president an idiot and do all these things. Well, that's just the way it goes. But you donate 500 bucks, 500 bucks to a political candidate, $500 twice, I guess, or mm-hmm. charity or whatever it was. I don't really care what it was. And that becomes big news. It seems a little silly to me. All right, DJ and PK, break time. You can hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. You can hit up us on Facebook, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up, Steve Cleveland will be here at 830. Gail Miller at 9 o'clock. Stay with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. (laughs) 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. From that defensive line at BYU, Bracken Elbakery, kind enough to join us. What are your expectations for this year? I mean, you set the bar really high after game one. Is it 8 no? Oh, yeah. And hopefully more than eight, right? Well, hopefully yeah, we get right. even more yeah. games. We want to play a full season, and, and I know Tom's really working hard to get us a full season, so I think you can hope for more than eight. Is that kind of where your mindset is? Like maybe there's some extra games tagged onto the back of it? Or has it been left open-ended like that by administration? Yeah, I think, and I can't speak for them because obviously I'm. you'll have to ask them themselves, but the feeling that I get is that we're going to play more than eight games, hopefully, and, and get a full schedule by the end of this thing. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, I know the summer is gone. You think that, yet again, you are the best barbecue guy on the block. Are you? You can be one of two contestants to prove it this Friday, September 18th, Ace Hardware, 6200 South and Highland Drive. Tweet us now and tell us why you should be there taking on the Zone host for the inaugural. Zone Barbecue Championship, brought to you by Ace Hardware, the store, Trigger Grills, and the Zone Sports Network. Contestants will be drawn on Thursday the 17th during Scotty and Hans' show. Enter now. You could be there on Friday. So that's this week, huh? Yes. That's not too far from my home. Head on over. I don't want to see those guys, though. But tweet in while you're the best barbecuer, PK. Come on. That'd be awesome. Like, like you, <laughs> they draw PK out. <laughs> they just draw somebody else. You no, got, we didn't draw that. You got that triggered grill. We all know I'm it. I'm not the best anything on my block, let alone food. <laughs> if there's free food, maybe I'll see if Scotty can invite me. So BYU and Army is postponed this weekend. It was going to be two ranked teams, two undefeated teams, 1-0 and Cougars, 2-0 and Army. Sucks. Yeah. It's going to be on CBS at 1.30. I feel bad for everybody. I feel bad for you personally. Do you? Well, you guys pumped it like crazy to the point where my wife said, man, they're sure advertising this a lot. I said, yeah, because I got BYU. First time since the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, yeah. What was that, 97? January 1st, 1997. January 1st of 97. That's a long bleep time ago. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's, That's just too bad. It's too bad for everybody. Uh, no, no one feels good about this. We knew, though, that this is a possibility. I mean, they're not the first one. There's uh, three games wiped out this weekend. Yeah, I think Memphis was playing Friday night, and that game's not happening. There's another game. That, oh, Virginia, Virginia Tech uh, with Bronco. That was canceled uh, or postponed before <clears throat> yep. BYU because BYU came out Saturday. And, and the word started getting out. I didn't hear about it Monday. I heard about it uh, it's Monday. I didn't hear about it Friday. Uh, but I heard about a Saturday, and then it exploded. And then Yach texted me, if you hadn't seen, it's official. They put out a release, I guess. And so I'd been talking to people about this, and, yeah, it's just I, I, I heard that they're going to try to reschedule it, whatever that means. You know, there's a date, uh, what is it, uh, post-Saturday, Thanksgiving. Yep, That'd be awesome weekend. if they can do it. They were both undefeated. They'd be ranked higher then. Irregardless, but yeah. Still be a good game. Yeah. I'm just talking about for the kids. Mm-hmm. Just the kids, you know, that we just played the promo uh, for uh, Braid, uh, Bracken Elbakery. Bracken. Yeah, Bracken, yes. Good kid. My wife had all the Elbakeries in, in the classes over there at the junior high, and so they were all great kids. And, and the kid, they're probably not going to play in the NFL, so you, you want to play football. And just to not have the game. It just stinks. I mean, I don't see anybody who's thinking, wow, yeah, wow. I feel great about this. <laughs> no. Nope. So now the Cougars <clears throat> sit and wait for uh, 
the home opener. They got Troy coming in on the 26th is the next game. And hopefully on that Saturday night, Troy yeah. is coming in, and they'll get an opportunity to play that game and, and go forward here. And as I understand, agencies got involved, and uh, to what level, I guess it, the problem when, when Tom doesn't speak as much is that it just ends up, the football coach ends up being the spokesman for it. So Even if it's stuff that's above his pay grade. Yeah. But, I mean, they've decided that he can't speak, but maybe once or twice a year. Uh, Unless you're national media. Uh, well, as Jock just said, I guess it, it's national media, national. he's done some stuff. Yes, he's done national media, but oh. the, the local stuff, not so much. Yeah, okay. Well, the uh, local stuff, they have two of those round ta- one or two of those roundtables, and then everybody's there, and you have 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, and that's it. So you save everything up. Yeah, and, and, and I get it. You don't want to be deluge. You can do media all the time, but maybe you do more than one or two a year, or as the situation arises. Well, in a situation like this, yeah. I mean, this is, this is pretty unusual ground. Everything about this year is unusual. Yeah, and done such a phenomenal job putting it together a schedule. I mean, the man's great at his job, so, I believe. So when you hear that it, it, agencies got involved, I've heard – County health that department, just makes sense. state health department. It's, it's a, I don't know specifically how it worked, yeah. uh, but they're all involved in all this stuff. So it makes sense that they would be involved, right? That's not really news. If there's um, the, the thing that makes it unusual, I guess, if it were a home game, I would get that. But the road game, I don't get it so much. You know, the home game, and you're bringing in 6,000 people. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, they'd be involved in that. And with the road game, I mean, I guess, are, are we at the point where they're doing contact tracing? They are like yes. 500 cases a day. No, I didn't know what that they is could exactly do that. contract cases? Well, you find the three people, who are you around? You know, who did you share a, you know, share a meal with or, uh, yeah. you know, fly in an airplane with? Because that there's a chance for recycled air, ride in a car with, yeah, you well, know, they the track sc- all that. The public stuff. schools are the the great, like Corner Canyon today is it's on a different their thing. schedule. Yeah. Are they? I think did like half the kids going to school now instead of all of them? Is that what they went to? Uh, yes, yes. So kids are going half the time, so they can have and, half as many then kids in class. Fridays they're supposed to be open, as I understand. Yeah. Don't quote me, but I think that's. I think what you're I right, told. and that's. <laughs> What I think Davis has been, the Davis School District's been doing that since the start of yeah, the school year. Yeah, so governmental agencies are involved in that. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily about going away. It's about your campus. You're in our state. Yeah. And we heard Larry Scott say, well, Oregon and California can't even get out there. Right. So the government obviously is involved there. So it's a similar type situation here. So I think that's what you got going on. And so, and you can, you know, people have had their opinions on that on whether they want BYU to play or not. And, you know, I'm stuff that's out there, I'm not reporting it, but that is just what people say. Some people say, well, yeah, they don't want us to play, so they're going to make sure that they, they flex their muscles on this. And you, you can take that for what it's worth. I'm not bothering to sort that out because in the final analysis, they're not playing Saturday. And that's really, as a sports fan, all that matters to me. I mean, as a sports fan, which is what I am at heart, which is why I'm in this business, to be a fan, to enjoy the games. Not particularly the winning and losing of individual teams, but just to enjoy the games. That's where I come from, from my sports angle. And to not have this game, it's disappointing. It is disappointing. Hopefully they'll reschedule it. You know, 
I don't know if you talked to Jay Drew or not. He wrote a thing in the Deseret News about this could make it harder for Tom to schedule stuff going forward. I always thought that was going to be hard anyway, but I wasn't convinced this was going to make it harder. I mean, anybody could have an outbreak at any time, especially I mean, three I mean, three players. I mean, we've seen multiple schools have way more than that. You know, LSU had 30, Clemson had a big number two. Uh, and there's other schools I'm leaving out. And we're seeing other games canceled. We're already seeing three games canceled this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure why it was going to make it harder to schedule games. I already thought that was going to well, be Well, I hard. think it's difficult because the other ones are in conferences and they have their games. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know that this particular thing in and of itself. Well, rescheduling Army could eat up a date that might work for somebody else. So there's that. You can. It's a complicated thing. You can see the complications mm-hmm. involved. I don't know. It's, well, because of this, yeah. so we can't go there. Or and in this case, BYU was actually leaving the state. No one was coming here. So I'm not sure that it is related to uh, getting teams in. I think it's the whole issue. Just everything that you can put yeah. in the pot is what makes it complicated. But I was told Saturday that they're going to try to reschedule. They don't know what's ahead. No one does. But they're going to try to reschedule. And we know that the Big Ten here, we've heard news all over the weekend that they're going to try to vote to get back in because they're seeing games are being played. That's a fact, too. And they uh, there will be games this week. October 17, and they've got the better testing. and Yeah. So it was the Detroit Free Press wrote a story that said that they were going to vote yesterday. That didn't end up being true. They didn't, but... Apparently they, they could. On they, Tuesdays, they, don't you? they met. Uh, thank you. They uh, they met and they may vote today. We, today, theoretically, we could have something during the show. Realistically, uh, it'll happen during not, Scotty no. and Hans's show. Well, I think they're <laughs> going to try to get back out on the field. Yes, it seems that's where it's trending. And then will the Pac-12 follow the Big Ten? And that goes back to what you said about Larry Scott and California and Oregon. You know, do they redo the divisions just for one year? I'd, be in favor of that if you need to. Hey, well, you, basically, you whatever you need to do. Right. You six can play, so go play. And these other six, well, we'll just make you the division for this year, and then you'll play when you can. And maybe Oregon and California will sync up. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Um, no one does. But <laughs> uh, Yeah. I, I don't know what's ahead. That That's a possibility, yeah. I haven't really even thought that far ahead to think that that could possibly be. But now that you bring it up, if that's that, what you need to do, that's right. what you need to do. The Jazz Bear has just shown up. We are here at Gail Miller's Leadership Cup to benefit Salt Lake Community College and scholarships to get students to school. And, Bear, you don't speak, so how's this going to work on the radio? That's kind of the whole deal. Right? You're going to pantomime? You're going to play golf today? Pantomime. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> you got a big skull. I don't think that headset fits you. A big skull? Is that what you said? Yeah, a big skull. Look, okay, I got, it, I got it. I, I used to think big head. I don't think big skull. Noggin. <laughs> Melon. Well, you can nod affirmatively or shake your head. No. Cabeza, right? Disaffirmatively. You're trying to learn Spanish. I think Cabeza's head, if I yeah, remember my that, high school that, Spanish. That's a slow, slow process. Yeah. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 830. Stay with us.